Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Amen. So uh, stretch your hands to me, please. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you and we're just so grateful. We're so honored to, to be here today before you, Father God. Why did you, you, why did you love us so much that you sent your son to die for us? Why, why, did you, why are you mindful of us, Father God? What is it about us that you look down upon us and decide to love us? Lord Jesus, it's not all of you and none of me. It's you living through me. It's my flesh crucified and Christ living through me by my faith in him. So I thank you, Jesus, the exhorter, Jesus, the comforter, Jesus, the evangelist, Jesus, the healer, live through my body and speak through my mouth. Oh, oh, oh God, I, I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. And your children are so grateful. And we've come here to not just receive from you, but to, to honor you and minister to you, oh Lord. Oh, oh, I thank you that I have that spirit of faith, the same spirit of faith, which since I believe, I speak. And according to the word of God, not some special anointing, but the anointed word of God, I speak life to these people. The flesh counts for nothing, but your spirit counts for everything. And even as Ezekiel commanded dry bones to live, I prophesy by the power of the word, life into these people. In the name of Jesus, I pray, amen. Glory to God. Um, so God, God, is, God is so good to think, that, to think that somebody would be talking about me and saying he's a man of God, that's a blessing to me. Because um, that, that, that wasn't the way it was going for quite some time. Um, I'm excited. I'm not going to lie. Um, I, I've been with, um, actually before I start, I got, I'm sorry, I always forget this, but um, the Bible does say, give honor to whom honor is due. And this is what the Lord told me to say, and it's not about the sermon, it's just a little side note. But our pastor, Pastor Dwayne, he says hi. He's um, a lot of salvations, a lot of infillings, and he will be back tomorrow night, I believe. Um, and Paul talks about, and I say it all the time, and I'm going to say it all the time, um, but he's really fathered me in this faith. And I, I learned this, and this, could, you know, this is not the sermon, but it's for anybody who wants to receive it. The amount of impact that your pastor will have in your life and that that grace to build you up is effective is how much you let him into your life. <laughs> so if you never tell your pastor about your problems or your situations or what you're struggling with, he can't help you. According to Ephesians 4, it says that God gave, Jesus, when he ascended on high, gave gifts to men. And the pastor and teacher is one of them. That's what our PD is. But it's for the building up and edification of the saint. Yeah. Yeah. So if you never let them in, you'll never be built up. So the only reason I'm standing here is because I let them in. And I thank God for them. Um, also, I got, I got the awesome time to hang out with mom, Courtney. We went to um, Bishop Bailey's conference in um, uh, Jersey City, and I got to hang out with her. Um, we had a good old time. Um, I was originally going to name this sermon, Dead People Don't Dance. <laughs> Dead People Don't Dance. 
they, they, can't, they can't move. <laughs> dead people don't shout. Dead people don't praise. They just lay dead. So I went with Mom Courtney to this conference and um, we just, we was having it. We was having it up, right, Mom Courtney? We was having it up. I honor you, Mom Courtney. I honor you. Um, I do. And uh, my wife, Lord have mercy. Um, so let me tell you how blessed she is, right? <laughs> no, that's not what the Bible says. The Bible says that he who finds a wife finds a good thing and he finds favor with God. I have favor. Um, she, 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 I'm a, I'm not an easy guy to deal with. Um, you know, she, she had this, she prayed for me when I was going through what I was going through. And she said, Lord, I just want him to love you more than anything in the world. And because of her prayers, her encouragement, her love, and her not um, letting me slide with nothing, um, <laughs> I, I can be here. And I really love her. I do. I love her. I love her so much. Um, and I'm, I'm so grateful to God for you. And I honor you. Um, I always, you know, as long as she's in the room and my mother, I got to do it. Um, man, <laughs> so my mom, like I'm not an easy person. My mom wasn't really the most, you know, she's not really late. She's nice now. So that, no, no, that, that's what happens when you get grandchildren, right? Right. I just heard the other day that grandchildren are the fruit of not killing your children. Um, <laughs> and so, so I remember, and a lot of what I'm going to preach today has to do with the way I was raised, that my mom... And my brother's here, and he can, and, and he can uh, attest to it. Everything was the Bible in my house. Everything. The Word. I would ask, I'd lose something. Mom would like, ask the Holy Spirit. I, I would be sick. She'd be like, you pray. I, I'd be like, Mom, why do I do this? Because God said so. That's the only answer I got. We couldn't watch Barney. We couldn't watch Cat Dogs. And as a, fifth, as a five-year-old, the answer my mom gave me, because the Bible says no. I'm like, what does that mean? But now in my life, I know why, <laughs> right? So I honor you, mother. And I, hi, hi, my grandma's here as well. How you doing, grandmas? Um, I'm excited. So I'm excited. I'm really excited. I'm real excited. Um, I'm, I'm super excited, actually. Actually, when I got the... I, I, PD gave me a word to, to told me what to preach like a month and a half ago. But it ended, he, he, he came to the house. We were hanging out. We were talking about this service and talking about France. And um, he said... Um, he was like, yeah, no, this is garbage. He read my manuscript. No, this is garbage. He said, you can't preach this. This, this ain't going to preach. <laughs> I, 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 mind you, I prayed, I fasted, I, I did all these notes. He's like, yeah, that's not it. That's not it. Right? Now, most people would get offended and be like, eh, how dare him? My God. But because I, he's my pastor, my spiritual covering, I said, okay, let me change it. So I went to God in prayer and I said, Lord, I just, I need, I need a word. <laughs> I know the word, but what do you want to tell your people? And this is the, the title of my sermon. This is what the Lord told me to tell you. After all these preachings about dreams and miracles, this is what the Lord wants me to tell you, and I'm sure of it. It's time to live. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to tell you something. The Lord, I'm going to tell you something. When the Lord gave me the message, I couldn't sleep. I got out of bed. My wife was in bed, and I, I, I didn't want to make no noise. I'm like glory to God, like I'm, I'm, and I could, and I honestly haven't been able to s s really sleep since, Jeez. and um, ah. because I'm so, and I'm gonna get the best sleep of my life tonight. Cause I gotta get this out of me. It is time to Jesus. live. Yeah. 
It's time to live. So I, I know everybody knows my testimony, but I have to backtrack to it for a second to explain something. What was this pursuit of pleasure and this pursuit of drugs that I, I, I took? And the Lord showed me, I just wanted to live. I knew that life was not supposed to be boring. I knew that life wasn't supposed to be wake up, go to school, go to bed, nothing exciting. I said, this can't be life. And according to the word in Ecclesiastes 4, God has put eternity to everybody's heart, every man. So there's nobody until their hopes and dreams get killed that is okay with mediocre. It takes trauma, it takes depression, it takes failure, it takes loss, it takes grief for you to be okay with mediocre. God made nobody like that. So that, that whole pursuit of drugs, that's what that was. I, this, is, this can't be life. It can't be this boring. <laughs> it can't be. And when I came to Jesus, finally that day in my cell, it was the weekend of, in 2020, I said, Jesus, man, and I don't share this often. I do feel free to share it now. I said, Lord, this drug is the, the best thing I've ever done in my life. I said, Lord, if, I, if you don't take it from me, it'll kill me. It'll kill me. I came to Jesus because I wanted to live. I wanted to live. I said, I didn't try to fill myself up with everything else. I want to live. But Lord, these things I've been filling myself up with, they got a hold on me. They're powerful. They're fun. They're exciting. I need you to outdo it. I need you to beat it. And the Lord came in that room and he gave me the presence of God. You know what it's called? I finally figured out what it was. I got that joy in the Holy Ghost. Listen, listen. It's, it's a book by Mark Hankins. It's called The Holy Spirit is a Genius. And he has a chapter in the book. And this might bother Reformed people. And this might bother some Baptists. This might bother some uptight religious people. It don't bother me. He said, you were never meant to go through life sober. Come on now. I, I read it. And you know, I, I, I got a little religious now too. So I said, hmm. I said, nah. And I read it again. And I said, the word does say, don't get drunk with wine. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But be filled with the Holy Ghost. So if the, 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 the correlation is there. The correlation is there. God has never created any of us to live empty. Never. You're not supposed to be empty. You're not supposed to be empty. Oh, that, that's not God. That's not God. So let me get to my, I'll just keep going. I got to get the word because, you know, we need the word. The word is what brings the power. And I want you guys to know this. I don't have, and I, sh I say this, and not to be rude, there are people that actually develop it over time and they're graced by God. I don't have a special anointing for anything right now. I, I'll get one one day, sure, you know what I'm saying? But as of right now, all I got, I got this right here. I got this right here, right? This is all I need. So according to this word, <laughs> this word, God's word, you can live today. Your business can live. Your health can live. Your finances can live. You can live. As a matter of fact, God doesn't give you any other option when you're chasing. You got to live. You got to live. So Ephesians 5.14 says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. If you're sleeping right now, I say wake up. 
the Bible says, wake up. I look up this word in the Greek, awake, and it says literally to rouse yourself so I can scream and shout. I can dance. I can shed that up. I can do all that. But if you don't receive what I'm saying by faith and rouse yourself, you won't wake up. I'll give you the word of God with the anointing of the word of God on it. All you got to do is receive it and you'll wake up. You'll wake, I mean, you'll wake up. Your life will be dramatically changed. I'm going to tell you something right now. When I was 10 years old, I was with my mom in church. I was 10 or 11. I was at Christ Church. And I was watching this pastor preach, Pastor David Ireland. And I started crying. I know what I was crying for. This is when I received a call to ministry. I said, Mom, I said, I want to do this when I'm older. But that's not how I said it. I'll tell you how I actually said it. Mind you, we were struggling at the time. My mom has been very open and honest about it. And I said, Mommy, I was crying. I said, Mom, do pastors get paid a lot? And she looked at me. She said, good ones do. <laughs> and I said, I'm going to be a pastor. <laughs> um, now, mind you, I, I, yeah, I, that's what I said. I, I, from that moment on, I knew that I, I wanted to bless people with the word of God. So I'm going to tell you something. Petey's been talking about dreams. The only reason I'm able to live, preach this message is because I'm living my dream. I stand in front of you, then went through all types of hell, all types of addiction, all types of attacks, all types of depression, all types of brokenness, all types of trauma. And I stand here living my dream because of the grace of God and because I woke myself up. When Jesus came, I said, this is it. I got it. <laughs> this is what I've been looking for. People are like, oh, you're so zealous. No, I got what I was looking for. I got the best stuff in the world. I got Jesus Christ inside of me, the hope of glory. So it says, awake, O sleeper, arise from the dead, and then Christ will shine on you. You got to wake yourself up. As I'm preaching, I'm going to tell you something. Mom Courtney, she, she's actually really, and I hate to put you on blast, but she's the one that really helped me with this. One day she was singing. She was singing, I'll never forget it. She was singing No Greater by CeCe Winans. Now, anybody in my family knows, anybody who knows me, I can't dance. <laughs> I don't got no rhythm. If you put a beat in my pocket, I lose it. <laughs> right? I, I just don't got it. I don't got it. I don't got it. Right? So Mom and Courtney was singing No Greater, and the Holy Spirit fell upon me. And the Holy Spirit hit my feet, and I never expected And I started dancing. I caught a beat. So I knew it was the Lord. I said, wait a second. And she, she said to me, I, I called a beat. I said, this is the Lord. So I'm saying this to say that this isn't one of those sermons where you got to sit here and amen, hallelujah. When the word comes that's meant for you to live, shout, scream, dance, jump, give a high five. That's what faith is. That's the point of contact, right? Because if you, I'm going to tell you something. I, I tell people this. If you receive deliverance, there's no way you're quiet. If you receive a promise, there's no way you're just like, there's, there's, there's no way the Lord says, by your stripes I'm healed, and you receive it and be like, I'm healed. Listen, listen, listen. That promise of God. Or that promise of God. And so I, I got it. I got it. I've been doing It's been happening to me for, for months now. Random fits of laughter. Does anybody know what that is? Random fits of laughter. I'll be sitting there. And I'll be like, I'm saved. And I start cracking up. Yeah. <laughs> I start laughing. I'm having the time at it. Because I'm saved. I got that joy of the Holy Ghost. Don't never lose that joy. If anybody needs joy, receive it right now. Say, I'm joyful. Give a shout. 
I need some joy. Right? Because I'm going to tell you something. It says the joy of the Lord is your strength. If you lose your joy, you'll be weak. Receive the joy of the Lord. Oh. So. Okay, I got to get to my points. Okay. This is my favorite. This is one of my favorite Bible verses. I li- I, I'm talking about Courtney, and I live and die on certain verses. I mean that. I live and die on certain verses. Which, what I mean by that is I'm going to believe this verse if it costs me my life. Yeah. John 10.10. 10. Everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. It's one of my favorites. I don't think a lot of people believe it, though. We, we quote it, make songs about it, get some tattoos. I don't get it. I mean, get some tattoos about it, right? But they don't believe it. I'm gonna read, let me read it to you. It says, the thief, devil, comes only, only, to steal, kill, and destroy. I, Jesus, came that they may have life and have it more abundantly. I'm going to tell you something. This is a fundamental truth I learned that actually people don't really believe, but I believed it my whole life. That's why no matter what I went through, I knew there was better. It's so simple, but really catch it. God is good and the devil is bad. I know it sounds, you know, oh, I know that. But do you really know that? Because people read this verse and the God tells you right now all the work of the devil. Stealing, killing, destroying. If there's anything in your life that's stealing, killing, or destroying, it is not God. It's not God. It's the devil. (laughs) It's either the devil or influenced by the devil. So it's either him directly or he got in. Yeah. Through ignorance, yeah. sin, or disobedience. My God. But it's not God. I, but I was in, when I was in prison, I was so mad, bro. And my, uh, anyway, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I apologize. I got to do it. This, this is my brother, Busy, man. That's my brother from another mother. We, um, it's a man of God. He helped me out a, a, real, a lot when I was in county. He helped me out a lot. So I'm grateful for you. Um, and um, we had some good times. Anyway, listen. We would be in jail and people would be like, you know, because they know you're reading the Bible now, so they want to be super like religious and deep. So somebody would be like, you know, you know, God got everything in control and he lets us go through these things. God ain't send you to jail. Yeah, yeah. You robbed an old lady. Yeah. <laughs> God ain't tell you to do that. <laughs> I guarantee you, God wasn't like, you know what? Go get her. <laughs> but, but, no, but it's funny, but people have this idea that God is so in control of things that all the evil is actually his fault. It's not his fault. (laughs) Listen, I lived through a lot of hell. Never once in my life did I say, God, why'd you do this to me? Because I knew the truth. God is good and the devil is bad. It says that Jesus came to have life and life more and give you life and life more abundantly. Jesus died for nothing less than the abundant life. If you're living anything less, you're really not honoring the cross. He gave his blood, his tears, his body for you to live an abundant life. What does abundant mean? What does it mean? More than enough what? More than enough joy? More than enough peace? More than enough health? More than enough money? More than enough? More than enough? You got more than enough. You got it. I mean, Jesus died to give it to you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And I tell you what, I'm, I, I thank you. I thank you, Holy Spirit. There's somebody here right now. I don't know who you are. You need some joy. You need some joy. 
You, you need, you need a, 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 a impartation of joy in your spirit. You need it. You need it. And I'm telling you, it's here. If that's you, just say, I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. And by the time we're done, you're going to walk out here with a little pep in your step. A little smile on your face. Your shoulder's going to be back. A little dance in your foot. And a, little, and a little hallelujah in your mouth. You understand what I'm saying? Listen. 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 When I, was in, when I was in prison, this guy came up to me. He said, man, I don't really like you. I said, I don't like you. No, I didn't say that. Um, I said, why not? He said, man, you don't never have a bad day in here. There are people who have bad days on the street with full-time jobs and kids and families. I was in prison with nothing but the joy of the Holy Ghost. Smiling, smiling, laughing, having a good old time. That's the joy. This, I, didn't, he can, uh, I was times where the joy and the presence of God was so real in my room. Mind you, they only let us out for like an hour or two a day that when they would open the door, I'd be like, nah, let me close that. Jesus isn't in this room. That's joy. That's joy. So Jesus came to give life and life more abundantly. I'm going to say it again. It's time to live. Come on up and live. If you got a dream that died, say, we'll get there. It's time to live. If you, if you got some anxiety in your mind, I'm going to show you what death really is. I'm going to show you what death really is. Sickness is the death of health. Poverty is the death of wealth. Depression is the death of joy. Suicide is the death of hope. And trauma is the death of wholeness. Oh, my God, my God, my God. God hates death. He hates it. He don't want nothing in your life to die. And that's why he says in Deuteronomy, he says, today I set before you blessing and curses, life and death. Choose this day to live. You can wake up every day and choose to live, to live, but not no regular boring life. Not no, uh, you know, here's another day. How you doing this week, brother? Just making it, keep on, keeping on. No, 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 no. I'm doing great. I've had a great week. The devil came, but I looked him in his face and said, shut up, leave me. And I, I had a good old week. Listen, I'm going to tell you something as honest truth. Listen, my wife, I haven't gotten more than four hours of sleep in the last couple of days, right? And the first time was because of the joy of the Holy Ghost, and I just couldn't go to sleep. But then after that, you know, it's really hard to yield to the Holy Spirit when you're tired. Mm-hmm. Kenneth Hagin taught me that. And um, he'd been, like, tormenting me in my sleep. So I didn't, I didn't skip a beat because I'm so excited. I'm so happy. I'm so full of joy. I love Jesus so much. I got Christ inside me. I said, devil, since you woke me up, I'm praying tongues for everybody. <laughs> I went on, no serious, I, get, I, I went to the couch, I, I got there on my knees, I started praying in tongues. Lord, save him, Lord, save the lost. Lord, bless my pastor. Lord, bless my wife. Lord, bless the church. And then I got tired, that was a wait a second, and I went right back to sleep. I was only praying for seven minutes. <laughs> he said, wait a second, yeah, not the, yeah, not. I'm telling you, I'm telling you. The devil do, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But he can't do nothing unless I give it to him. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm not moving an inch if it costs me my life. 
I'm gonna tell you something. People, there's a there's a parable Jesus used. He said, "Those who are forgiven a lot, love a lot." Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, this is it's, it's it's a misnomer when people really understand that verse because everybody's been forgiven a lot. You just don't know it, <laughs> right? So, and you know, we come against that self righteous spirit, whatever may be the case. But I actually don't have a life without Jesus because I I don't I don't I don't have a life without Jesus. I don't. I've seen what I do in my own power. I've seen where it takes me multiple times. I do not have a life without Jesus. He's my life. He's my source of life. He's my source of strength. He's my source of happiness. I tried the drugs. I tried this. I tried that. But it was only Jesus who came and said, I got you. This is what you've been looking for. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. My second point, I went there. I made me touch it. God hates death. Oh, God hates death. God hates liars. No, I'm not sorry, liars. He loves, he loves the sinner. But God hates lying and he hates death. You want to know why? Because Satan was a liar and murderer from the beginning. Lying is the death of truth. And when truth dies, you'll die. And the truth is that Jesus died to give you an abundant life. So if you don't believe that, you won't receive it. You'll be living less than what Jesus died for. God hates death. When you see Jesus, you see God in action. Please listen to me. In John 11, he went, <laughs> Lord Jesus, I love it. People, I, and this is one of my pet peeves, right? I love script because of our pastor. I love scripture in context. I do. I do. I'll be honest. John 11:36, 36, Jesus wept. So he cried because he was sad. He cried because we cried. No, 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 no. That's not what the Bible says. You got to read that thing in context. Jesus knew he was going to raise Lazarus. He said, this sickness don't lead to death. I'm glad I wasn't there. He wasn't crying. He was glad that he wasn't there. <laughs> right? When he saw the effects of death on people, he was indignant. And you know why? Because this is what Martha and Mary said. Jesus, Jesus, if you were here, this wouldn't have happened. This is your fault, Jesus. We sent for you. Jesus was angry that people have attributed evil to a good God. Anything in your life that's bad, he don't got his hands in it. He got his hands on you, but not in the mess. God hates death. He hates it. Jesus, what was the purpose of Jesus Dying. I'm going to tell you something, man. As I've been studying this, I was really just studying Jesus. And Jesus has become so real to me. He's become so real to me. Glory to God, he's become so real to me. And I, I, I was praying in the spirit, walking, and um, walking to the gym. And I got an image in my, they call it mini vision. I got not an open vision or anything like that, but a little something in my spirit I saw very clearly. But and I've been in church my whole life. I know all the jargon. I know all the um, cliches and stuff like that. Nobody's ever told me to do this. I was praying and I was meditating on Galatians 2.20. And I'm picturing Jesus Christ crucified on the cross, bleeding for my sins, bruised, beaten, right? Hung there. And out of nowhere, the image changed. And then there I was on the cross. And I started crying. I said, Lord, no, 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 no. You did that for me? And I see myself, I think you did that for me? For me? 
But then the Lord gave me some joy, right? God never just make you sad and leave you there, right? It says in 2 Corinthians 7, like godly repentance, godly sorrow leads to repentance. And repentance leads to restoration, and restoration leads to joy. So he's not just gonna leave you in a sorry state. That's why when people are like, oh, the Lord just been dealing with me all my, I mean, <laughs> nah, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just, all right, anyway. So I, I, with this next thing that made me happy, I saw me on the cross, and then I saw Jesus in me. Everything you need, everything you need right now has been paid for by the blood of Jesus. Everything. There's not nothing that you need in your life that's not paid for by the blood of Jesus. He was broken so you could be whole. He poured out his soul unto death so you could live a full life. Guess what? He also died poor. Let me tell you something. Everything in the Bible has purpose. God is a God of purpose. Why did Jesus die naked, hungry, and thirsty? Those are the absolute levels of poverty. People who are naked, hungry, and thirsty are impoverished. He did that so you could be clothed, fed, and full. So, 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 so when it's, when it's, uh, well, I don't believe in the prosperity gospel. So then who cares about it? Jesus didn't need to die the way he died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. That he didn't need to die the way he died. That he, God made him suffer extra for your sins. God's not like that. He died that way. Let me tell you something. And the Lord showed me this so clearly. And I believe this. And I, it could be for people watching. It could be for people here. The Lord is really coming after depression and anxiety yes. and low self-image right now yes. he is yes. and when I say these words I need you to hear me and be free from it I'm not against Christian counseling I'm not against therapy or nothing like that but the blood of Jesus yes. he died for it yes. you can be free and then you know you can go to therapy afterwards and you know make sure you got some maintenance but it's gonna be Jesus that frees you it's gonna be the blood that frees you so let me show you this. Jesus is on the cross and he's, he's hanging on the cross. Mind you, no man that wasn't Jesus could have bled that long without passing out. He started bleeding when he was beat and he kept bleeding the whole way, leaking blood. No man would have been able to do that unless passing out. But Jesus had told him, he said, man, I, I lay my life down. I do it. You could have had no power over me unless I did it. So he chose when he was going to die. That's important to know. So he's on the cross. He's on the cross and he's naked in front of everybody and they're mocking him. There goes shame. If you have any shame, there's the image of Jesus suffering for your shame. Then he's on the cross and there's so much sin on him. I read Isaiah 53 and it said Jesus was bruised. And listen to me, that word bruised means crushed, annihilated, physically and mentally. Crushed and annihilated physically and mentally. His body wasn't just obliterated, his mind was obliterated on that cross. He was hanging on that cross. He was in perfect fellowship with the Father forever. His whole life, all he knew was God. In John 11, he said, God, I know you always hear me because you've been hearing me forever. And he cried out on the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Anxiety, it was darkness. 
I'm, I'm used to being heard. Now I can't hear what's going on. Depression, the weight, it says it, the weight of sin was on him. If anybody's ever suffered through a dark time, it feels like weight. It may not be no, nothing on your back, but it feels hard to get out of bed. Oh, it feels hard to go walk to work. It feels hard to smile. You, you just can't find it. I remember I had a day in my life where I woke up and I said, do I still have to live, Lord? That's what depression is. And Jesus was on that cross with that weight. And finally, God turned on him. He suffered the worst kind of rejection. Rejection from a father to a son. And then he said, it is finished. He didn't die because of a broken body. He died because of a broken heart. <laughs> For you to have a full heart. For your mind to be whole. No confusion. No anxiety. No depression. It's not God. Jesus took everything. Everything. He took it. And guess what? This, oh, this gets me so excited, Lord Jesus. And it says in Colossians 1 that he hung it up there on the cross for the whole world to see. And guess where it stays? On that cross. <laughs> for the whole world to see. The death of Jesus Christ is the most publicly historical fact. It's just the biggest fact of history. right? It changed the shape of the world. Jesus publicly died. With your shame, your sin, your sickness, your poverty, and said, leave it on the cross. And then since he hates death, like I said, he went down there into the grave. The devil and the demons was living it up, let me tell you. Let me tell you. They had the music bumping. They had the bubbles popping. They, they was, yeah, filet mignon and steak. They you know, all, well, not all white party, be all black party. They down there in their shadows. They like, we killed him. <laughs> we got rid of him. He's dead. Hey! 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 He said, did you invite anybody? <laughs> not that I know of. And he came in there like the SWAT team, turn the music off, throw the food away. Shut it down. I'm coming to take death. Lord, I'm, I'm dying. Get, get down. I'm here. Listen. Listen, 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 listen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 He said, this party is... Over, hey, hey! I I remember when I was living in the world when the cops ran through a house. You start climbing out the windows. You start hopping fences. I gotta get out of here. He shut that thing down. Hey, down, hey! Glory to God, he shut it down. Glory to God, he hates death. He hates death. He died your death. He, he died your death. He, he suffered that anxiety. He suffered that depression. He suffered that loneliness. Because guess what? He was the only one on the cross that died a righteous man ever. Right? So he suffered that loneliness. He, anything bad that you could think of, he handled it. And paid for it with his blood. God showed, Lord, Lord, Lord showed me something. 
You go through the end. Of, you go to the end of John. It said that Jesus met them when he was on the beach. This is going. Listen, this don't get you out your seat. I got nothing else for you. And <laughs> he, he, Jesus was on the beach after he resurrected. And they was looking. He said, "Who that man eating fish?" So it's such a such a little thing, right? But then it hit me. I said, "He was eating fish with teeth." He had to have a mouth. He had to swallow it. It's not like he just chewed it and spit it out. He ate it. And then I said, wait a second. And then Jesus became real to me from that verse. I said, it says that Jesus is seated on this throne in heaven, literally. His physical, holy, victorious behind is on the throne in heaven. He became real to me. Jesus became alive to me. And I realized, <laughs> listen. He's alive and he's here. He's here. He's here. We thank God for his presence. We thank God for, for his sacrifice. But Jesus was, listen, he, he ate fish. And then when Thomas, he said, I got still got the holes in my hand. So that blood that he spilled on the cross, it lives forever because he lives forever. That's my last point. Now I want to get to it. Now wrap this show up. We get this on the road. Start shouting. Um, come to Jesus and you'll live. You want to wake up and live right now? Come to Jesus and you will live. You will. There's not a shadow dark enough. There's not a pain painful enough. There's not a scar deep enough. Oh, no, 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 no. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. I don't, I, listen, I'm empathetic. I don't care what happened when you were a kid. I don't care what happened when you were an adult. I don't care what happened to you that you didn't deserve. I don't care what you went through. It's not, it's not permanent enough. It's not permanent enough. The blood is more permanent. Oh God. Oh God. If we were just to understand, if we were just to understand, oh Lord Jesus, I come to you. Oh, Lord Jesus, I need you. Oh, Lord Jesus, I need my healing. Oh, and, and guess what? The, that cross and that blood is so permanent. Petey said it last week, and I, I, I reiterate it. I believe it so much that when I was believing God for early weeks in prison, some, somebody was like, well, how long did you ask for until I got out? They was like, but what if? I said, I don't do what ifs. Because the cross wasn't a what if situation. <laughs> that really happened. Jesus really died. They went to the grave and said, well, we can't find him. He really rose. You understand me? So if he really died and really rose, you don't got to die and you can really live. Listen, listen. I'm a, I'm a, let, me, let me read John because I, I barely read no scripture. Uh, but Petey told, I, I actually talked to Petey. I said, man, I can't write a manuscript today. I usually write manuscripts because he asked me to. And um, I usually write very well manuscripts. And they usually like a couple pages. And I couldn't write one at all, man. So I told PD, I said, PD, man, I, I don't really want to teach nobody today. I said, I don't need to teach them. They, they got to teach. You a teacher. PD, a teacher, teacher. You know that, right? PD, a teacher, teacher. Um, and I said, I just want to encourage them. I want to encourage them in the Lord, man. Listen, man. I wasn't just a drug. People were like, oh, God saved you from addiction. No, 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 no. He did that. I was a liar. I was a thief. I was really a son of the devil because he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what I was doing. I was destroying my relationships with my family. 
I was showing my relationship with my, my wife, good girlfriend at the time. I was destroying relationship with my friends. I couldn't be trusted. Destroying my body, destroying my, it's a, it's a miracle that my mind is okay. It's a miracle. It's a miracle. Anybody who's been around has seen people on drugs know that they lose it at some point. I never lost it. And when I was trying to lose it, Jesus said, no, nah, I'm gonna keep that. <laughs> I'm gonna keep that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, listen, listen. He didn't just save me from addiction. He saved me from myself. Listen, whatever you're going through, it could be the enemy directly, an attack. It could be your own doing. Jesus wants to save you. He wants to save you. I remember one time I went to the doctor when I was in college, and she told my mother to my face and in front of her, you're going to lose your son to drugs, prison, or the streets. Told us right in front of our face. And I remember telling somebody one time, I'd die an addict. I will. I lost hope. This is just who I am. I can't change. This is just me. God, didn't blame God, but God, this is how I am. This is me. I, I don't know how to stop lying. I don't know how to stop stealing. I don't know how to be free from drug addiction. He said, come on to this cross. I'm going to show you. Come on to this cross. I'm going to show you. Let's go to Revelation 117 as I close out. Revelation 117. This, this right here, listen, listen. Kenneth Hagin used to say this when he was preaching. He says, I hope you wear your shouting clothes. That's real country. We don't wear shouting clothes, right? But, but, but I hope you're ready to, to, to sing and dance a little bit. I hope you're ready to give God a good praise. Hey, glory to God. Glory to God. Romans 117 through 8. So this is John the Revelator. Revelation, I'm sorry, Revelation is 117 through 18. John the Revelator, right? So the, the, according to church tradition, tradition, John, they tried to kill him mad times. They boiled him in oil multiple times, and he wouldn't die. They killed all the other apostles. They said, we just can't kill this guy. We can't kill him. But they called John the one that had the revelation of love. This is a secret. Not a secret. It's very plain in the Bible, but I'll give it to you just like this. If you understand the love of God, You'll always live. You'll always live. If you really understand love, you'll live. Love is the driving force of life. If life is in the blood, love is in the life. Glory to God. Glory to God. So let me get, let me get here. So John the Revelator, he's on the island of Patmos, and he says that he was in the spirit on the Lord's day. Say, I was in the spirit on the Lord's day. We're in the spirit on the Lord's day. We're in the spirit on the Lord's day. Right? And, 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 and he, gets, he gets taken up and he sees this book of revelations. It really just means the unfolding or the unveiling, right? The revealing. So it's really just Jesus revealed. So he goes and talks. Here we go. I'm getting excited. Lord have mercy. John 1.17. He said, when I saw him, Jesus, I fell at his feet as though dead. But he, Jesus laid his right hand on me saying, fear not. I am the first and I am the last and the living one. I died. And behold, I am alive forevermore, and I have the keys of death and hades. One translation, I like the way he says it. He says, I died, but I'm alive. I did die. This really happened. And you really could have died. 
You really could be in a situation right now where you're not dead physically, but your spirit's dead. Your hopes are dead. Your dreams are dead. That's okay because you can live forevermore. Ah, he said, I have the keys of death and hate. So you come to Jesus and he'll take whatever's dead and he'll open the door and the life of God will flood in and eliminate all darkness, all death, all glory to God. Just accept Jesus. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Live. 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 Say, I will live. My dreams will live. My health will live. My finances will live. I was, I was just telling the people yesterday, I got the best news in the world. <laughs> I got the best news in the world. Listen, that, I got the most important thing to tell everybody. Right? I, that's why I have boldness. Because I know. Look, if you're hurting, I got good news. You don't got hurt no more. If you're poor, I got good news. You don't got to be poor no more. If you're broken, I got good news. You don't got to be broken no more. If you're depressed, I got a spirit of joy that'll lift that glory to heaviness and you'll be able to shout and praise God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it says in Romans 8, it says in that same spirit, that lived in Jesus Christ, that, that rose him from the dead, lives in your body. He'll quicken your mortal flesh. You'll come alive. You'll be alive. Glory to God. Glory to God. God, go glory to God. Wake up and live. 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 Psalms. Like I said, dead people don't dance. Dead people don't shout. I know some people are alive because they're shouting. Dead people don't dance. Dead people don't shout. Dead people don't praise. Dead people don't wave. Oh, Lord, glory to God. Psalms 118.17 says, I will live and I will not die. And I declare the works of the Lord. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Glory to God. Glory to God. How many living people do I got in here? How many people's dreams are going to live? How many people's health is going to live? How many people's healings is going to live? How many people's minds are going to be whole because of the blood of Jesus, because of the life of God that lives inside of you? You are alive. T.L. Osborne, I'm going to close. T.L. Osborne is one of my favorite um, evangelists. And he has a saying that I say all the time now. It's poor devil. Poor devil. Listen, the devil's broke, he's sick, he's tired, he's hurt, he's anxious. You know why he's anxious? He knows the day's coming soon, he just don't know what day it is. <laughs> you know why he's depressed? Because he knows his destiny, he just don't know when or how it's going to happen, right? So the only person who puts sickness, disease, is the devil, because that's what he is all the time. All, the, all day long, he's sick. <laughs> I can't get no better. I can't. But the Lord. And listen to me. Listen, I remember somebody told me one time, they said, oh, you know, the devil, he's coming after you. I said, I'm coming after him. That's right. I'm coming after him. That's what God's doing right now. He's coming after him. Whatever lie of the enemy that's lived in your head. You're not good enough. You don't deserve. Yeah, Jesus, listen, I tell people, you know, nobody got to like me. Jesus thought I was to die for I am grateful that some people do like me, though. I am. Um, <laughs> listen, listen. 
Let's just pray. I'm going to follow me and the Holy Spirit. I probably need you, Mom Courtney. You hear me? Okay. Oh, we'll get there. We'll get there. That's why I said I probably need you. Soon break us or not. Lift your hands up and praise Jesus. Praise Jesus. The lamb who was slain. The one who, he was dead, but I am alive. Oh, he's alive. He's alive. Listen to me. Listen to me. Dead people can't help you. <laughs> but that who is alive, him who is alive, and holds all the power and all authority. He can. And that, but this is the beautiful thing. The, the heart, and, and, and I'm just following the flow here. Um, this is what you need to fix in your mind when you see the cross. Everybody knows that God can. Some people know that God will. But you need to know God wants to. That's what you need. He wants your business to live. He wants you to get that home. He wants you to get that health. He wants you to be whole. He don't want no... That he, that's what it says in 2 Chronicles, my God. It says all day long, God looks to and fro just to find somebody whose heart is committed to him, who knows the cross of Jesus Christ so he can strengthen them and bless them. All day long, that's all God does. He's just looking. He's just looking. He's looking. He's looking. Has he found somebody? Has he found somebody? Oh, yes, yes. He's looking all day. Oh, look, God don't sleep. So he's been looking for eternity. That's what he does. He's looking. How do I help? How do I help? So I can't, and then I close, you know, we close all the clock for this. I, I, you don't, you don't got to keep standing if you want to, but I, um, if you want to keep standing, keep standing. The glory to God. I'm excited too. I don't want to sit neither. Um, <laughs> listen. I, I, like, like, you know, I think everybody, you know, if you be following the will of God, you get to a point like, God, what do you want me to do? God, what do you want me to do? You know, me and my wife are going to Oklahoma. Um, I would never. <laughs> you know it's the Lord. Never. We looked in Oklahoma. None of the grass is green. It's all brown. I'm like, what? <laughs> like, middle of the spring, brown grass, dust, dirt. I'm like, ah, oh, Lord. But it's all right. You know, God's going, he's going to be real good to us over there. And, um, but, yeah, oh, it might. Hey, my house going to have green. I'm going to be prophesying to the grass. Live! Be going to sting me. I'm like, never mind. Die, die, die. <laughs> but I learned something. And this, this and I was actually speaking to Mom Courtney like it, and I wasn't going to share it, but I feel impressed to share it. God's mercy is so real. I said, Lord, what do you want me to tell these people? He wants to tell you to live, but he also wants to tell you, I have mercy. And I'm going to tell you how the Lord has explained mercy to me. It is God's burning desire to help those who are in distress. His burning desire. It says the Lord is full of compassion. If you open God up, you'll find nothing but mercy. Nothing but mercy. His burning desire is to have mercy for those who are in distress. If you're anxious, God's like, please, please, I sent my son so I could help. Just call on me. If you're sick, please, I want to heal you. And then there's a response on our part. You have God's desire, and here's our response. You've got to be sick of what you're dealing with. God does not have any mercy for those who are comforted by their disabilities or illnesses or whatever may be the case. It's not there. Blind Bartimaeus, you on that sidewalk. This is the best picture I got of it. Blind Bartimaeus on the sidewalk. They said, uh, he said, who's that coming over there? They said, oh, well, it's this guy in there. Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Let's sit that way. 
They said, be quiet. Be quiet. Medicate it. Uh, uh. Use some crystals or some stones to get some, burn some sage. <laughs> Blind Bartimaeus said, no, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. They told me when I was going through my addiction, just take this medication. It'll kill the, no, Jesus, son of David, have mercy. He was sick of it. He ain't want nothing to do with blindness. Uh, he ain't want nothing to do with no blindness. The woman with the issue of blood, she went through a crowd. She, she faced death. She faced rejection. She faced people mocking her. She faced all that because she said, I don't care. I can't be sick no more. I can't bleed no more. I need to be free. I need it. I need it. I need it more than anything or I'm going to die trying. If there's anything, if there's anything you're going through, whether it's, whether it, especially like mental things, I see like confusion, like anybody's anxious or confused or depressed or, or stressed, whatever it may be, I would like you to come to the front. I need Mom Courtney up here. Um, if anybody fear, if anybody's scared to step out, God will deliver you from fear. Oh yeah, he'll deliver you from fear. Oh, he'll deliver you from fear. If there's anything binding you or interrupting your life, God wants you to come. I need you to come. I need you to come. Come on down. The Lord wants to do something in you today. Oh, yes, the Lord wants to do something into you today. Yes, 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 the Lord is here. Jesus Christ is here. Oh, he's here to move in power. Oh, praise the name of the Most High God. Praise the name of Jesus. Oh, yeah, whatever it is, you need to get rid of something. Oh, you're sick. You got pain. Right, if you got pain, he going to heal it. I don't care if it's an ache, a hurt, a toothache. He going to heal it right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Lord, listen, I don't have a special healing anointing. I had the name of Jesus and the authority to use it. So, that concludes this week's message. And thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 1854, Perth Amboy, New Jersey 08862. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, contact us via email. The address is partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to his word. Until next time, God bless you.